Hey everybody, Dan here. Sean and I had an amazing conversation with Jason Moog this week that we want to share with you today. And so I'm super grateful that you're here and you're ready to hang out with us for the Behold podcast. It's going to be a great time. We're going to talk about what it looks like to rejoice together as brothers and sisters in the family of God, what helps us, what are some barriers to that, and what are some ideas for action steps so that we can all grow together in this area. Also, we're going to be sharing some scriptures for us to behold and to use for renewing our minds as we endure the rest of this crazy week that we are all in the midst of. Uh, we, we taped this podcast one day after the election, and as of yet, we still don't know the results, and we may not know them for several days. So we want to encourage you uh, to stick with us to the end of the podcast, and we'll give you some scriptures that we can all kind of cling to um, as we move through the rest of this week. Okay, let's get to the show. This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Jason Moog. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold Podcast. All right, well, hello there, listener over yonder, wherever you're, you're tuning in from. Welcome back to another week on the Behold Podcast. This is Sean and Dan, and we also have the mysterious, the, the, the guru himself, Mr. Jason <laughs> Moog. Say hi, Jason. Hello. Good to have you with us, buddy. You're looking, you're looking sharp. Thank I love, I love what the beard's doing. You got the hat with the glasses. You do look kind of mysterious, but mm. it's, it's working yeah, for I you. Yeah, I wonder what he meant when he said mysterious. It, you've got a mystique about you. I'm gonna bit. go with the beard and the hair just until the end of the year, and I can't do it anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't know. Do you feel like you're full? Are you full Jesus mode yet? <laughs> Let's say apostle mode. Like, oh, look, okay. look, I don't know if I want. I okay, know. I like it. I think it's actually kind of like uh, like a Luke Skywalker vibe. Not like old one, but like, I mean, not old movies, but like the newer ones where he comes oh, back and he's got yeah. like the grizzled I got Skywalker. that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Dan Dan Bowen called me Obi Moog Kenobi. That's so, funny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that I've gotten stick. that. I've gotten a, that stick. A, Italian soccer player. If it's slick back, I've gotten what else? You, so, someone uh, said Dan Ca uh, Don Castro or something. Let me ask like you. Let me ask you a real, just a real. Let's get real here. Uh oh. So, have you ever considered doing the like the just for men like brush in, you know, beard, get the grays away from the beard, like the blend. You know, have you ever tried oh, that? I don't no. even know what that is. That's so what basically. Is so it's like it's like a little. It's you. It's a buy. You buy a box of it. I don't do it. I just want to say. I, I you only see, seem to know a lot about this. I don't What's do going it. on here? But basically, it's like just a touch of gray. So basically, it like tones down your gray. And it blends it in with with the other colors in your beard a little uh, better, so that so it gets rid of some gray, just tones it down a little bit. Oh, are you telling me I need to do that? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> have you ever thought of it? No, I, I, I didn't even know it existed. I I, I saw. <laughs> I didn't know if it was real. I saw a video where a, a guy was taking mascara and rubbing it in his beard to like wow. get, get rid of some of the gray. That's real. I'm not. I worked hard for these grays, man. <laughs> All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gave me a couple. I believe it. <laughs> no, what, no. What, I what, is, uh, what does Proverbs say? It's a crown of glory That's or something. Right. The only the only thing I don't just for like, your face. It's a it's a crown, a crown of glory on your, for face, your face. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the grays is they're unruly. They like they don't they don't lay straight. You know, on your Preach hair, it, man. Or anything. Preach like, it. Pay pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's so I have a lot of white hairs these days. It's they're they're going quick, and that's the thing is they get really coarse, and Patty hates them. Anyways, yeah. how do we get here, everybody? <laughs> Lord help Sorry. us. We need to apologize to the listeners. Uh, behold our hair products. Anyways, so if you've been uh, following along with us on Sunday mornings, um, and you've been tuning in each week, then you know that. This last Sunday was actually a really exciting one because that was our first Sunday morning outdoor live stream service. And yeah. yeah, exactly. For a lot of people, that's they've been really yearning for that and just chomping at the bit to, to get back to that. So we're excited to be making one little step back towards normalcy in some ways with our uh, Sunday services. But anyways, uh, Gary Darnell so kindly continued in our together series and um you know after last week talking about this idea of, of suffering and comfort and, and what happens when we care for one another now we're, we're moving into um other aspects of of doing life together and gary talked about how we were designed to rejoice with one another and so on sunday outdoors in the parking lot he really dove into what we really mean when we say we're, we're having joy we're rejoicing what does that mean what are some examples that we have for that in scripture, which he talked about, you know, husband and wife and and what that relationship looks like. Um, and then he really just kind of broke down that um, our joy, it thrives in the midst of suffering and the source for that, that thriving and the source of that joy ultimately comes down to Jesus. And that's, that's the avenue for all of that. That's how we, uh, that's how we access joy. That's how we get filled up with joy. That's how we show joy to others through Christ likeness and all those things. So Dan and Jason, as you guys were uh, with me in the parking lot hanging out, or Jason, you weren't, you were on the live stream. Um, what are some things that kind of jumped out to you or aspects of this idea of, of Christ-like joy that uh, hit home with you? Well, I think, I think Gary, probably one of the, one of the things that stuck, that he said that stuck with me the most is just this principle about life with Jesus is that it's, it's lived from the inside out. So, when it comes to the circumstances of our life, they can be going really, really great, you know, according to our plan and everything's just locked in and clicking together and working, or we could be in, in circumstances that are more difficult. And I think even just what's happening in our nation right now, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stress and pressure and things to be grieved about and things to be worried about. And, I love just this concept of like, man, Jesus is our, our fellowship with Jesus, our immersion in Jesus, our connection with Jesus. That is the source of our joy. And it's this inside out. So it's not circumstantial. It's not dependent upon what's going on. And yeah. so that was something that just was, uh, it, it's been really good for me to, to hold on to, um, as we've kind of been going through this, this crazy week that we're right in the middle of, so I was super, super grateful for that. And um, I know, I know, Jason, we were talking a little bit earlier um, as, as we know, now, now that we know that Jesus is the source of our joy, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we're all united in that reality. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit just about what, what are some things that might help us do that in the context of community? Because we're looking at all of this stuff in this together series, like, okay, we're, we're a faith family, right? So right. how do we live this stuff out? So what are some things that help us do that together? Or what are some things that maybe hurt us do that together? Maybe, right. maybe you could share a little bit about that. Yeah. 
I was thinking a lot about the um, through the lens of the together, together thing as, as Gary was talking and just thinking about, you know, uh, nothing. And we keep talking about nothing in, in Christian community is meant to happen in a vacuum, meaning like even like, you know, like our our growth doesn't happen alone. You know, like we need each other. We're designed to grow. We've talked about that in order to literally practice the one another's, if you've been following with us with the one another's, like the, the, the commands and the directives in the New Testament to love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. There's there's over 35 that say the words, phrase one another's, um, hundreds of commands and directives that just talk about the concept of caring for one, for each other. But anyway, as we do that, it's, you just get this real sense. And I hope, I think, you you know, we all have been reminded of that uh, or seen it in a new perspective that it's together, it's together, it's together. That's why we called it the series together. And you can't really do these directives alone, right? And so, you know, we suffer, we comfort together. But then this idea, what does it look like to rejoice together? So I kept thinking through the lens of like, how do you rejoice? And the phrase that kept coming up for me was celebrate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I celebrate alongside of you guys? And, and I'm not dodging your question. I'm just kind of laying in some foundation here because what as I think about the phrase celebrate, what helps me to celebrate and what is a hurdle and I've got some ideas here but I want to can we go with, can I tell you guys about my cat dog thing oh please oh yeah Yeah. I mentioned earlier listeners I mentioned earlier that I had a cat dog thing and is this going to alienate our, our listeners it will it will I think you okay. get some and, and I, I'd love to hear <laughs> if you guys are a cat but cat or dog person but I don't know if you guys ever heard of the concept of like the pers- the cat perspective and the dog perspective when it comes to life because uh, you got the 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 dog perspective that says that you know looks looks at the owner and says, "Man, wow, they like shelter me, they feed me, they care for me, um, this the, they protect me, they love me. Um, they must be a god. Like they, they, that's mm. the view. Like this must be my god, or this is a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas a cat will be like, "Wow, look at this. They shelter me, <laughs> they feed me, they care for me, they protect me, they love me." I must be a god. I must be a god. <laughs> right, right, right. And you, you know that you see that in you know the difference of cats and dogs, and I, uh, and you even see it with like I'm not, I'm not, and I'm much. I'll be honest. I'll be straightforward with you guys. I'm a dog guy for sure. Um, but you even see that. I even think about like with. I don't want to just like pin all cats and dogs in because we know we got some wussy dogs out there. But, <laughs> but a dog. I feel like a dog defends. Man, you know, a dog's going to protect. Someone comes into the home. My, you know, I'm getting a dog that's going to protect. Whereas I think a cat will just watch you get get you know taken out, you know, cattle or <laughs> indifferently or indifferently walk away, right? Um, now you guys are probably gonna get a bunch of like calls in and or yeah. or emails talking about all these stories where the cat cat totally saved the day and protected them. I also think a cat, if a cat was like a little bit bigger, I think the cat would probably eat us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and I really Sean's not said a word because I know he has a he has a. A cat that he well, adores, all of, all right? of is the exception to all of these things, of course. She is, all, yeah. she all is. is a unique cat, but I will quickly say I am a neutral territory here. I like cats and dogs for different uh, reasons. Okay. I will also I, say that I, I dislike just, cats and dogs both equally. That's great. <laughs> now you're gonna get a lot of calls calls in. Well, I bring it up because I think about um, the other concept with a dog. Like you, you get this sense, and maybe maybe all of your cat, Sean, you've experience something different here, but a dog, I feel like a dog is always ready to party. Like you walk in the door and you just need to talk in a happy way. And that dog is like, 
He doesn't even know what you're talking about. You know, I got my new job. I got my, you know, I, I killed it on the interview. The dog's like, let's play, like, responds like, I'm ready to party. Like, the, let's happiest, go play cats, whatever. Like, the happiest thing. And whereas a cat, I don't know if a cat's ready to party that way. And I just think about, like, I want to be, when it comes to this, this, that mindset with celebrating with one another and rejoicing, I want to be that kind of that dog mentality. Like, I want to match you. If Sean's excited about something, I want to be excited about something. I want to express that. Um, even if I, and I, and in some way I celebrate and I share with, in his joy, even though it's not fully my joy, you know, or my experience, but then his experience becomes my experience. The, and so, yeah, so I, you know, I'm just kind of thinking of that lens, like maybe for our viewers, like our listeners, our listeners, are you, can you do enter in like that with people when people are excited about something and in, in your, in our Christian community, when they're joyful and they're celebrating, can you rejoice with them and match um, and yeah, you guys have any thoughts on that before I, I, I really want to get to the hurdles. Cause that's, that's the something, cause as I asked myself these things, I thought about three specific hurdles for me that, that stopped me from rejoicing with people. Um, but do you guys have any thoughts on just that initially this kind of dog mentality? Yeah. You know, I, to me, I think that's when you think about that picture of, of quickly entering into other people's joy in like a visual, like actionable, evident way. I really think that's one of the the calling cards of, of Christian life. You know, I think that these days people are becoming culturally more and more guarded or closed off. You know, it's last week we had Brent on. And he talked about these these layers of like masks or costumes we got to take off to get to the nitty yeah. gritty. I think that's the norm for a lot of people, and in most workplaces that are um, not a Christian workplace, like you 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 and I work in. Um, mm-hmm. I think if something vulnerable happens and, you know, not everything that's vulnerable is sad. Plenty of things that are vulnerable are really exciting things and happy things. But still, there's a there's a level of vulnerability to get there. People are just less quick to, to jump on that bandwagon of getting raw and open, even for the really exciting things. And mm-hmm. so I think that 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 quickness to do that, that puppy dog mentality you're talking about. Yeah. To me, that that's really one of the things that when you when you read through, you know, Acts or like what the apostles were like or what Jesus was like with the apostles, you just see that picture. They were so quick to, to enter into love with one another, so quick to enter mm. into joy with one another. So absolutely, I think that for us, we should be viewing that, especially right now in times like this week with election week, uh, as as one of the calling cards for how we can just paint this picture of of the aroma of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, yeah. It, 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 it just seems... Yeah, like a like a very Jesus way to live, and as as Gary was taking us through, um, just the 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 passage in, in Luke, right, chapter ten, just to talk to talk about um, that Jesus Jesus had joy, you know he he expressed um, this abundant joy through through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right? He. Yeah. He uh, expressed this joy over over the salvation of his of people that that would that would come and be saved through the gospel. You know, he he experienced joy in the sovereignty of the Father mm. and 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 him revealing his plan in that. And um, to to just do all of that, you know, to to basically walk in the 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 will and and to unfold the plan of the Father. Yeah. And so, and you think about even you know. Jesus was just man. He's so so relational all through the gospels. Like he's he's going in and he's he's sharing meals with people. I mean right. he he's he turned you know water into wine at uh, at the wedding. I mean he 
Um, well, one of the one of the things that people have beef with him about the, in the Pharisees is that he he's he's partying with you know drunkards and, right. and tax collectors and and you know I'm sh- we know it's a different type of party, but but they're they're throwing things that I don't think he brought the party down. He they wanted him around, right? So right. yeah, 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 yeah. And and I just think, man, I think it if we're following Jesus, if we're beholding Jesus, if we're if we're doing everything we can to to abide in him and have his spirit live in us so we can live by the spirit, then this it, it just makes sense that this would characterize our relationships with each other. And I you know, I was just thinking about a buddy of mine who who just got engaged and just just I was even as as he was sharing with me just his joy mm-hmm. and um what I asked the Lord to do is just like, okay, Lord, like take me back to that time in my life mm. when I was just on cloud nine after yeah. Emily said yes to me and help me just enter into that in a way that, that, so I can be a blessing to, to this guy. Right. And, and, and obviously there's, and I think we should talk about the barriers because there are things that can keep us from that kind of mutually beneficial experience of, rejoicing and celebrating right. together. So, you so get there? Let, yeah, let's, let's jump there. Like what are some, <clears throat> what are some things that we have to get through to, to, to enter in to, to others joy? Yeah. Would, would you, would you guys think it's beneficial for those listening to just rattle off things that come to the top of our mind and then talk about the, the three that I mentioned personally, or you want to go straight to the three? What's, what's helpful? Well, I, I thought of one. Yeah. I thought it. of one. Just with that example that I just brought up. With, and you don't know the three that I wrote down. No, I don't. Just, we should tell people that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, so this let's... is all happening live. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it live. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, so we'll just – I was just thinking about that same scenario with my buddy who just got engaged. And when when all when that all of that was happening in his life – it was it just so happened to be a very busy weekend for me and mm. and a, and a, and the week following was very busy as well and so to me that's one of the barriers that it it can take me out of being present and and feeling stuff with my brothers yeah. and sisters is if i'm too busy right and so sometimes i just have to say i got to like put a halt on stuff and just say you know what um i i need to i need to to really wrap my head and my heart around what's happening in my brother's life yeah. and, and get excited about it with him because this is an important moment and, yeah. and it's going to pass me by if I'm too busy. Well, so t- that, might, that might be a great topic for one of the future podcasts. Just this idea that, you know, what, you know, we celebrate people being busy now. Like, like right. when someone's like, Oh, you know, and they talk about their to-do list and their day and it's packed full that in our culture today, that's like, wow, that person's really doing it. They're efficient. You know, they're, they're productive. Efficient, they're pro- whatever, yeah. But in reality, man, we, you know, does that speak to, you know, it can speak to so many things. I think Sean, I think it was you talking about in a, one of our meetings recently, just that quote that, you know, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Was that you? Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. And, and just, um, yeah, just the, the danger of that. And, and really, it's it, you know, the flip side is like living with margin, like having margin. So that you can listen to the Holy Spirit, you can shift things, but you can also do things like enter in with people a little bit more. Right, because, because that, and that's what I feel like I, I, God was so kind to remind me. He's like, hey, you're going to miss this moment if, you, if, you're, if you're letting your to-do list 
take the priority. Mm. You're going to miss this moment to be a blessing and to enter in it and to experience like mutually beneficial joy. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Sean, what do you got? Do you got a barrier that comes to mind? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely one for me. Like I shared in that meeting, you're talking about Jason, just this idea of, I mean, I was talking about it in the context of my relationship with, with God and with Christ and, and with sin, but and this is the same thing. Like you said, if, if, if Satan can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And in that busyness, you're missing out on some of those things that you're talking about, being able to enter in with joy and stuff. And so that's definitely one of them. Um, and of course that's like a weird balance, right? Because on the flip mm. side, we don't want to become like bad stewards of our roles in pursuit of that. So like, I'm always trying to figure out what that line is and it's not, it's not always easy. Um, but anyways, another one I think for me is, I think it just comes down to pride. Like sometimes there's situations like, like the, the engagement thing is a good example. And this is not about those two people, but I've had things like this where I have a friend, someone who I love dearly and they get engaged and that's a wonderful celebratory thing. But maybe I have concerns about their relationship or some mm. red flags that they've been going through. And so it's kind of this weird balance of like, of course, I'm happy for you. I love being married. Of course. But at the same time, I, I have some hesitations because here's my like yellow flags or orange flags, whatever it is. And so for me, I definitely find myself having to get over those yellow flags for a time and being able to like, be able to say, hey, right now I'm going to rejoice with you. Like this isn't the time for me to hit you with those flags and like tell you why you shouldn't be doing this or whatever. And of course, there's other times where the Holy Spirit prompts you and convicts you and you do need to step in and, and right. love your brothers in that way. <clears throat> uh, but not, but a lot of times it's not the case. And so if it's, if it's a yellow flag and not like a big red flag, sometimes I find myself needing to just show some humility, offer that up to the Holy Spirit and say, you know what? This isn't the time. Let me rejoice with this friend and love them regardless. And then later mm -hmm. on, we can talk about some of these things when it's more appropriate. And it could be, a, there could be a whole range of, of things like that, not just engagement. Let's say someone, let's say someone's really excited because, uh, you know, they, they got a new job, but the circumstances surrounding that job, the things that they're going to have to do to, to get that job or go after it don't seem wise from your perspective. And so you have to figure out, okay, you know, is this Holy Spirit, is this something that I need to, to, to just, you know, just take at face value and just celebrate and rejoice because this person's excited, you know, and bring it up later or maybe trust that someone else will bring it up later, you know? But yeah, so I think, I think that applies to a whole wide range of, of yeah. things yeah. that could be happening in, in someone's life. <clears throat> well, that's a good lead into, uh, that was actually Sean, my number two, I wrote three things that I struggle with in terms of, or what I, whatever, I maybe it's not struggle, got what God brought to mind as I was thinking about how do I celebrate and enter in with people and what's the, what are the hurdles. So should we jump into my one, two, threes? Yeah, let's hear yeah, it. And I'll, I'll just start with the two since we're already talking about that. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just do it that way. What I, what I talked about is just, the, and it's really what you guys are both saying is when someone shares something with me that I perceive or I have, have assessed, um, or not been, not, I'm not being, I hope I'm not being judgmental, but I'm making a judgment call. I'm listening to the facts and making a judgment call on the facts and, or what I perceive the facts to be. And I've decided, you know, in that moment or listening to the news that it's not in harmony with what Jesus teaches or um, who Jesus is, like what they're sharing or what they're experiencing. And that can be something as small as a middle schooler talking about this new video game that he's super stoked about. And I'm trying to enter in with that and bond with them. <laughs> right. But I know that this video is terrible. This video game's terrible, you know, 
or a movie that someone's excited to go see or, you know, and I know like that's not, you know, that's not something I could support. And they're so excited. They love the franchise or they love the thing, you know, um, or like you guys mentioned, a relationship thing. That happens a lot, actually, I found in in our Christian, you know, um, faith family, where someone, especially in the, in the demographic of young adults that I, I'm around a lot, um, where someone will share about they're so excited about this relationship that they're starting or getting into and it's it it either is really clearly or they're ungodly or un or unwise or it's, there's like some question marks there, and so like how do you or even you know someone's like I got engaged you know that happens a lot and there's times when you're like like do I get excited about this I mean I, you know I've got actually you know family members will say to me hey you know my so and so got engaged and I've gotten to the pattern of and sometimes it's shocking for people I say. Uh, is this? Are we celebrating this? Is this a good thing? Because I want to hear from them. Because there's been a lot of times when they're like, "No, we're not celebrating it." You know, yeah, this is yeah. this. We're we need prayer. This is not a good good thing. So yeah. Um, and then I mentioned work, but you already did work, Dan, and so many other things. But it's really just like either blatantly, clearly, un- sinful patterns that they don't recognize or don't care about, and they're asking me to bond with them. In celebration. Yeah, so what do you do? Simp- how do you how do yeah. you how do you navigate that, yes. Jason? Yeah, simply by just saying though, uh, you know, even a phrase like, you know, I got the new job or I, I we got engaged. Isn't it great? And then there's that pause <laughs> or like, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> or, uh, high five, you know, and you're just like, uh. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I wrote them down. I didn't write answers, buddy. This is why <laughs> this is why this is why I wrestle with them. Uh we could dialogue right now. What do I do? Um I pray. I, I do breath prayers in the moment, you know, like Holy Spirit, help me right now. Like, is this something, you know, asking the question that Sean posed, is this something I need to shelve? And this, this isn't the right time. You know, you guys listening, I, I would, you know, memorize, Ro- uh, not Romans, Ephesians 4.29, which really gets, I think, lost sometimes as we read it, where we think about it as like, if I if I got it memorized, it's like we're the, the concept. Let me talk about the concept. The concept is we're not to use our mouths or our tongue for coarse joking or foul mouths, right? But right. instead, use your mouth a different way. And so I think everybody focuses on like the oh, am I am I am I what's let coarse no joking? Talk. Yeah, let yeah. no corrupt talk come out. Right. Like they focus on that side, and that's just one side of the coin of that verse, and it's an important one. But the flip side of the coin of that verse, it's like what should I be using my mouth for? And it says, like, God, yeah, read it, Dan. It says, it says three things. It says, so only say things that are good for building up mm-hmm. as it fits the occasion so that it may give grace to those who hear. So it's it's three almost like little check marks for us to think about. Okay, yeah, is, yeah. This, is this going to build the person up? Mm-hmm. Does it fit the occasion? Is it is it is it work for this moment? Or is maybe does it need to be said later, right? Right. Um, and d- does it give grace to those who hear? Yeah, and I think of them as like a sandwich. Like I think about the first one. What was the first one? Uh, does it build, build them up? Build, build them, them up. up. Yeah. And then the last one, does it give grace to the listener? Am I going to say it in a graceful way? The middle one is the one that we're talking about right now. Like, do, like does it fit the occasion? Does it fit the moment? Is this right. the right time to say it? You know, Like, like I'm not going to get on the microphone at the engagement party and be like... <laughs> Hey, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know timing. if this is great. Yeah, or whatever. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Just so I'm praying, God, is this the moment? Is this does this fit the and and it's more than just fit the the moment. I mean, we want to be careful with that. I know that's not. We're saying more than that. It's just not just like does the does it fit the occasion? Doesn't mean just the timing of it. It also means the Holy Spirit will give me words. 
it can give us words that fit this moment that are that we can say that fit this situation and so i'm listening for that and when it says that give you know i don't i think we need to be careful with like when it says build up and and give grace that doesn't mean we also like just affirm everything the person's saying like i think we think oh that means be really nice to them well no, I mean, sometimes, or agree with them, Be right? Be permissive of yeah. everything, whatever, and, right? And I think it's a lost art, especially in our culture today, of disagreeing. So Graciously. Not, I, yeah, but doing it with grace. And right. it's so that someone still feels really loved and cared for, but they're like, man, you, I, maybe I need to think about this more. And so, yeah, just, you know, praying those breath prayers, prayers and kind of have that meant that also maybe that like mindset of like that Ephesians 429 mindset of like, why did God give me a mouth? And... Yeah, I don't think that 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 like um, answers our question of what do we do in those moments. But it like can like gives us some it helps. It gives us helps. Yeah, you guys have have things you do. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Ephesians thing because I, since we've been going through the last couple of weeks, I've multiple times done that. Just quick little breath prayers of, Lord, help me to speak the truth in love. Lord, help me to speak mm. the truth in love, um, and not just speak love, but speak the truth. And it is that weird balance. So definitely, just those little momentary holding it before God has helped me tremendously in so many situations. Yeah. Okay. What else is on your list? Give, give us a hint so we can guess. Okay. I will say, so that would be like, I'm listening to someone share something that I'm determining, hopefully led by the Holy Spirit that is not in harmony with Jesus. Right. That That's the one that's we just talked two. about. That's yeah. the one. So I would, if you want to guess, number one was the flip side of that coin. You guys want to think about it for a second? Mm, flip side of that coin. So you're not doing something that is in, you're doing something that's not in rhythm with the heart of Jesus. Yeah, but I, I would, yeah, close. I would say <laughs> it's not that I'm not, maybe I'm not, I'm doing something, but it's like, I don't have the mind of God right now. So oh. like they didn't have the, I'm determined they don't have, they're not thinking like Jesus and thinking like with the heart of God. Well, there's lots of times I'm not thinking you're that way. You're off a little bit. Right. So someone says like, oh, you know, we're praying for our missionaries and so-and-so and they just, you know, started a new church in um, Pakistan, Right. And I should be excited about that, but inside I should be rejoicing. I should be like head over heels, right, over that that the news or people got saved or someone got baptized or you know things that are close to God's heart. And I'm just like, cool. Meh. I'm You're like, just meh. Yeah, I'm either like, oh, cool, or that's good, or I have to fake it to make you know like you're faking it. You're like, wow. yay, I'm so excited. But like inside, and I think that has to do with we don't or do we are we having am I are we practicing what it means to have the mind and the heart of God so that when someone shares something in rhythm with, you know, that we can easily celebrate. It's just that we're celebrating on the overflow. And I don't, I think, you know, I think of Romans 12, which says that, um, you know, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. That's the NIV. I have, you know, I don't know what the ESV says on that one, but patterns means the world has a way of doing certain things. And it says, don't go in rhythm with that. But instead, be transformed, and you guys know what. Tell, remind people what transformed is. Metamorphosis, right? It's yeah. uh, the the like the, the 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 caterpillar to the butterfly yeah. kind of thing. Complete transformation, yeah. like, and in ways that we want to be metamorphed. If I if I'm a person of anxiety, I want to be metamorphed to a person of peace. If I'm a if I'm a person of, you know, busy, 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 always like a chicken with my head cut off, I want to be a person that that's transformed to. Be, be able to be in the moment like Jesus. So all forms of transformation like Jesus. I want to be completely metamorphed. And so you're like, yeah, I want that. How do we do that? And in that passage, it says, do you guys remember? 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. So like the renewing of your mind, like like basically it's like you 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 don't think the way that Jesus and God thinks about the, all the different arenas of life, and and you need to get the mind of God. And when you have the mind of God and you think about money, relationships, sex, right. uh, you know, hobbies, you know, all the different ways that we th- we think about in food through the mind of God, then when people share things about the heart of God or things that are close to the heart of God, we naturally rejoice. And so I guess number one is like checking my own heart first, you know, like, am I, yeah, you guys get it? So yeah, I'll stop. I, I, no, I think that's it. really good. And there's a bunch of things tied up in there that, that I would call like, like, um, you know, level two boundaries. Like we're, we're not excited because maybe we're, we're, we're self, we're, we're being selfish, right? Mm. Because we're like, Oh, this per- this really great thing just happened for this person, but what about me? What what about mm-hmm. what I'm going through? Yeah. You know, um, how how dare you expect me to be joyful for you when you know everything that I'm dealing with, right? right. Um, or or there's this other uh, thing that I think comes up a lot is like jealousy or, or envy, where it's like, man, I I really wanted to get that promotion, or um, I ca- I can't I can't be excited that you um, got this, you know, great. Uh, opportunity to, um, I don't know, go t- take this trip or you, um, you guys just bought a, a cabin in the woods, whatever. It's like, man, I, I should, I, sh- I could really use that. You know, I could use a promotion. I could use a raise, whatever. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that, that if we're thinking like the world thinks, if we're, if we're living by the flesh, um, there's all these barriers that kind of fall underneath that. Yeah. Yeah, that ironically, well, or by led by the Holy Spirit, Dan is my number three. Oh wow! So that I feel like people aren't going to believe that you didn't read them ahead of time because <laughs> you guys both led into, or just trust that the Holy Spirit is guiding us because I didn't share it with these. So yeah, you should we jump in three? Do it. Three for me is I, I wrote down number three for my life is is, and this is going to sound all theologically or too theological whatever, just too wordy, but hear, hear me out on this. I think it's important to, to phrase them this way. It's it's grasping the doctrine of sovereignty and the doctrine of providence, God's sovereignty and God's providence. And when I'm not understanding those two, and I'll, I'll explain a little more, but when I'm not understanding those two or thinking those, beholding those kind of, cons, those, those characteristics of God and those um, attributes of God, then it leads me to things like you're just talking about. So really the so- the doctrine of sovereignty really has to do with God being having complete authority and jurisdiction in all the cosmos. Nothing is out he's outside of time and material space, so nothing is in control that that um trumps him, right? Right? He's in full control and he always will um have his will and his will is good. You guys want to add on anything to the doctrine of sovereignty? I mean, those are just some thoughts. No, it sounds yeah. great. So that, and then the doctrine of providence that comes in line with that, then he he bestows to us, to all to his children, gives to us that which we he believes is best for us, and we and he he will provide and care for us in such a way that what he's given us, my my talents, my gifts, my resources, and when we think of resources, think of your stuff, you know, just the stuff that you've got access to, um, homes and you know. Um, 
your your talents, your your time, your treasure, you know, your money, things like that. So those are the resources available to you. He's he I have them because he has lovingly entrusted them to me and he sees it best. And he gives these gifts out and he gives another man more money and another man less money and he gives a more man. It just it, each one of us have been given different care by God's providence. And that also we're also in situations by God's providence, and we're in time by God's providence. Um, Acts, I think, eleven is it um, that talks about he placed every person at the right time period in history, right. with in the right country that they'd be living in, the boundaries um, of the their boundaries dwelling. of their dwelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that speaks to God's providence. And when I'm holding on to that sense, I'm much more grateful when I'm when beholding this kind of concept about God. And that he's a loving and benevolent God, I'm much more grateful that with what I have, this is what he's given me. And when and then I can rejoice when he gives someone else something else, right? And something different. But when I not doing that, I leads to things like you mentioned, Dan, where I, I covet and I think that's one of my biggest struggles. I don't really covet people's stuff, but I struggle with coveting people's situations. Like, oh, they they're in that situation, and that's a better situation than mine, you know, or they have more resources, and so they can do more. Um, and so, yeah, you covet, and you, you're you jealous, you are you become self-focused or self-absorbed. So when someone shares something... It triggers that Yeah, it triggers. It, yeah, yeah. Even if you truly are excited for them, you know, well, you're truly excited they got married, but you're like, but I want to get... But there's then a late, little tinge there's in a the back. Tin, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. pokes at that, and you're like, but I want to be married, or how come... Or they got the new job or the promotion, and now they have the, their their salary is X, Y, and Z, and they can do much more. They, it seems like they have more freedom, and we're like, we're excited for them, but we're like, uh, like, what, God, have you forgotten me? Uh, or God, where's, you know, or... You know, it brings up so much, and I think um, that that acts as a barrier to me truly entering in and celebrating with this person and rejoicing with this person. It also kind of makes us miserable too, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's not like we're, we can avoid people in our life uh, getting blessings or, or having good things happen to them. Like that's just going to happen, right? right? So if, if we don't understand God's sovereignty and, and understand, you know, his providence— then we're just kind of setting ourselves up for the opposite of joy, like misery. Right. Right. Yeah. Man, I I think that this is so important. And I think that, you know, you say, oh, I I, I find myself envying other situations. I think most Americans do. You know, if you look at American society, we're completely obsessed with and predicated upon this idea of what you have is not adequate. You know, like the whole consumerist economy we have, that's how it's built upon. Hey, look at this shiny new thing. Social media and really all media these days, everything is just inundating your entire day with, hey, look at this shiny thing you don't have. Whether it's a guitar picture <laughs> on Instagram or, a, oh, look at this cool new house this person just bought here or whatever it is. Even just this idea of the American dream, you know. Usually yep. it's about all these, both of those things, these possessions that I want or these situations that I want. So we're just constantly being told over and over and over again, hey, life is about getting to where you aren't right now. And it's just impossible for us to compartmentalize that from our views of, of God and our views of how he's providing for us and our views of what our situation is like right now. You know, this reminds me of, of Platt's book, Radical, you know, which do you guys remember the subtitle for what that book is? Something about the American dream. It's taking like, back your faith from the American dream. Yeah. Wow. And I think that that's so fitting for this discussion of of meeting people in their joy. 
because so often our pursuit of what our dream is and even just those little tiny ways you said like envy or just hesitation in because we want that too or whatever it totally affects it and you know platt says in that book i think it's something like um you know, we, we settle for a Christianity in our view of Christianity. We're, we're settling for a faith that re- revolves around catering to ourselves when the central me- message of Jesus and Christianity is really about abandoning ourselves. And so I think that that contrast totally comes to light when it comes to this discussion of, of meeting people in their joy. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing about, about what you brought up, Sean, th- that, that our joy, our happiness, our satisfaction is is going to come when I get the next opportunity or when I get the next possession. The thing about living life that way is it will never deliver. It'll never really give us the joy that that we're meant to experience. We'll always be looking down the road for what's next. And we all know people in life that are, that that live that way. And, and maybe at times we've, we struggle in that, even though we are in Christ. And so I, I think it's so important for us to remind each other that there's a futility in living, in going after those things and expecting them to produce the like true and lasting joy that can only come through fellowship with Christ. Right. Amen. Yeah. Or appealing to, to logic and reason to think what you just said there we all we all see people in culture really going after those things as their pursuit of joy and that if that is true if those those things equal ultimate joy you know money you know getting the next thing keeping up with the joneses or the smiths um if that's true then the richest people or you know you name it the most successful people or the most beautiful people out there they should be the most joyful people and we see that time and time again in a million documentaries how that's not the case, right? Sad, painful, horrible lives in the pursuit of that that those means for joy. Wow. And um yeah, so maybe appealing to people's reasons. But anyway, yeah, those are those are I I I maybe that's a check for us, you know, to check our own heart. It is, it's certainly a check for me. I wrote down these are three for me personally. Um, but maybe just praying that for you, like this third one, uh listener so like you know thinking about maybe it's um looking at the doctrine of sovereignty or providence like we can give you some suggestions or resources at the end here but or just you know repenting for that you know that constant pursuit that you have or the jealousy or i i know one pastor that says it's it's all about the goods you guys heard this the goods it's either you everybody wants the goods so it's either (laughs) it's it's looking good feeling good experiencing good or having the goods but we're always after the goods, you know. Mm. So th- th- that's what we deem true happiness and joy in in our culture now. That's that's what Sean's saying. You know, you know, I want the goods, looking good, feeling good, experiencing good, having the goods, having stuff. And um, that is not what Jesus says is good or gets us our good. So, yeah, should we? Should we what do you guys want to keep throwing this around, or you want to give some like uh, like action steps what we could we do from here i wrote a few down but yeah let's do action steps um you know i'll just really quick one action step is um to assess you know maybe if if some of the things we just said like oh that's actually how i respond to things too you know do an assessment and pray through that because most of the time when you have that reaction it's really a symptom of where you stand with god it's really mm-hmm. a symptom of what your life is like oh, are you spending time in prayer with god are you tied to his word and and um, I think that part of it is really important. You know, that reminds me of another book 
of, um, you guys have both read, I think, Desiring God by Piper. And it's really a, a, a thoughtful discussion on this idea of joy for us and where our joy comes from. And again, it's kind of countering like cultural joy versus what God designed for us, which is relationship with him. And Piper makes a big case in his book about spending time in the word, you know, he makes a big case about to, to experience joy, you got to know God and to know God, you got to be in the word. And he says that faith is born and sustained by the word of God. And then out of our faith grows this flower of joy. And so if you're not experiencing that and some of those symptoms are happening, then maybe that's my step one is assess where you are in spending your time uh, in the word of God. Yeah, and I'll throw out this this idea of just having an eternal perspective. And this is something we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks in this series. And if you go back to the notes that that Gary taught us through on Sunday, there's a whole section in there just about how how can we how does our joy in Christ, you know, give us the energy and the endurance to power through suffering. There's a whole section. There's four points he gives there. And I believe that if we remind ourselves daily of the hope that we have, that Christ has secured for us, that, that one day we will have the ultimate goods, right? We, we will um, one day be done with all of this, like this rat race that we're in and all of this, like, you know, all the effects of sin that we feel in our mortal bodies. One day we're going to be free of that. And if we keep holding that out in front of us, then I believe it will help us. um, It'll help us get through these things that these circumstantial things in our life that we perceive and and we feel and experience as suffering. um, And, and that, that keep us from entering into joy. Um, I mean, one of, one of the things that, one of the passages that Gary brought up was um, Luke 6, uh, verse 22. And Jesus, Jesus says this, he says, Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. So, so blessed are you when all these, <laughs> these tough circumstances are happening in your life, when the, when the, when the deck is stacked against you. You're blessed because of because when this is happening because you you are associated with me, and then verse twenty three he says rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold your reward is great in heaven. Mm. And man, if if we hold that out in front of us, um, like what Romans um, five says is it's going to produce in us um, this 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 character and this hope, and we're we're not gonna. We can live these lives where we're not put to shame. Um, and yeah, so I, that that's kind of my my little thing is and and so if you haven't like drilled down on those four points that Gary gave us in the notes from Sunday, I think today would be a great day to do that and just yeah. just to think about the hope that we have um, even in the midst of suffering. Yeah, good. Well, let me can I read five? I'll read five action steps that people can do just so it's clear for our listeners. I wrote down some of the things you That's guys said. Yeah, I'll, read them. I'll read them. So maybe do do all or pick one, everybody listening. Ready? Number one, make your own list of what hurdles and in walls are put up for muse really entering in with someone and celebrating with someone. If they're sinful things, then number two, renounce them. 
Call them, call it what it is, and say, God, that's not your mind and not your heart. I, give me your heart and your mind so that I can rejoice with those that rejoice. You know. So one, make your own list. Two, renounce them. Three, uh, what you guys said, Gary's notes. You might just take that was, take some time and look through his notes. Um, they're found where? John? VBC.online. Yeah. VBC.online. That was nice. Okay. So that's three. Number four, books that were mentioned. Sean mentioned David Platt's book, um, uh, Radical. That might be a good resource. Number two, I didn't mention this, but I'm telling you now, there's a book by Eric Raymond called Chasing Contentment. It's supposed to be really, really good, and I trust the people that 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 put it out. I haven't read this read this one. It's on my list to read, but I have gone to his at the Gospel Coalition. I went to his workshop, and he talked a lot about, and it deals with the doctrine of providence and the doctor of, doctrine of sovereignty in in this book. And he presented that at the workshop, and I thought it was phenomenal. So I haven't read it, but that's called Chasing Contentment by Eric Raymond, and then the book that Sean mentioned um, by Piper. Sean Piper, um, Desiring God. Sean, he also, and listeners, he also has a follow-up book called When You When I Don't Desire God. It's a smaller book, and it's like when I'm not, and, and the subtitle of that one is The Fight for Joy. So it's like, you know, fighting for joy and fighting for rejoicing. So that's a great one. I'll yeah, just, I'll, awesome. yeah, I'll just say on that one too, uh, He there's a online six-part small group thing where it's a video, and it's six to ten, I can't remember, six to ten videos that you watch on a conference he did on how to fight for joy because he, anyway, he found that so many Christians were coming up to him afterwards after he wrote that book saying like, man, I don't, I'm not a joyful Christian. It's hard for me to rejoice with people. So he did this conference and anyway, that's, that's all that's online. It's a video, it's free. And, and it has a little, you can fill in the blank little workbook that goes with it. Desiring God. And when I don't desire God from Piper. Um, and then the last one, number five, is maybe just pick someone today. Like, stop right now, you guys listening, and pick someone that you can go celebrate. Celebrate. You know, you know, you know something good's happening for someone. Go celebrate with them, you know, and pick a way to enter in with them. So those are five things that I think any of those things would be great. Hey, Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, I think we're going to wrap up our conversation here pretty soon. But, you know, this idea of contentment and um, – Really, it's this whole discussion of like the contrast, right, of inner angst and turmoil and then inner peace and confidence um, in in sovereignty and providence, like you said. And I think that's really fitting for this week because if you're tuning into this Behold podcast, then uh, this is our first podcast after election day. And right now it's Wednesday morning and as of now – we still don't even know who won. And maybe by the time you listen, that still might be the case that we might not know who um, won the presidential election. But, you know, as we think about all these things, we're, we're gaining this picture that, you know, the more and more we talk about it and the more we unfold this on the Behold podcast as laid out for us in scripture, we're gaining this, this picture of this truth that we should be not conforming to, to the world. And we should be not a friend of the world because a friend of the world is an entity with God. And I think what that ends up looking like is that we're too comfortable. You know, we're just too comfortable. We, we feel too much like we're at home here in America. But I, I just want to be putting this in our brains that we need to be viewing the election like we are foreigners to all of this because this is not our home. Mm. This is not our eternal home. This battle of Republican versus Democrat or Libertarian, if that's, if that's your flavor— 
Of course, we don't want to be naive. We want to be involved with what's happening in the world. But that is not our battle. Our battle has been won already. You know, we have eternal home in, in, in God, in his house. So just with that in mind, we thought it would be good to end this podcast by just by reading some scriptures, you know, that we're not going to say anything about them. We just want to read scripture, read God's word, and let that serve your heart. Let the Holy Spirit do his work. And wherever you stand, you know, if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, like I said, a nothing, you hate all of politics, doesn't matter. For all of us, it's the same discussion, that we should be pursuing this eternal perspective, like Dan said, and not getting so tied up and feeling like these things are, are what makes our home. Um, and so we're going to read that off and leave you with that. So Dan, why don't you start? Yeah, so I I selected Romans 12, starting in verse 9, and just the 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 what what Paul is getting after here is you know what what are the marks of a true Christian and the thing about a mark is it's it's noticeable it's an identifier it's something that people can look at and then know something about and so as i read this just uh just pray and ask god if is this how you are <laughs> putting yourself out into the world during this season so starting in verse 9 Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen? Amen. Jason, you're up, buddy. Okay. This is Colossians. This is sorry. This is Colossians three, uh, starting in verse twelve. And I think if no matter what happens as we move forward in our near future, if we as believers are faithful to these things, you'll change the world. Therefore, believers, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Clothe yourselves with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone else. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you do things like 
teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom, and you do them through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit and singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether it be in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's good. Amen. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to read from 1 Peter 2, starting in verse 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, and hear me here, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. God judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, by Jesus' wounds in the tree, you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And listener, that's our prayer for you, that you would just just see that and, and rejoice in that freedom that we have. That we were straying like sheep, but now we have been returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls, our faithful and our sovereign father. We love you guys. And we hope that, that this episode and these scriptures have helped to serve towards you being filled with, with that joy th- this week and, and today. Anything you guys want to end on? Just love you guys. Yep. No. Or reach out if you need anything. Honored to be a part of this family with you guys. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.